Hi, everybody. Welcome to City Girls Pod. And this is a show where we talk about all things sex in the city. And we're talking about the Carrie Diaries. And we're into season two. And we're just doing the, I guess, pilot for season two, the, the premiere. The premiere is the word. Premiere for season two in this episode. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And Jax is here. We're ready to tackle season two together. <laughs> yeah. And meet some interesting characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or re meet. Uh, yeah i'd be curious to hear what you think about that uh this uh this premiere is called winsome loosome and it's as the season begins it's the summer of 1985 and 17 year old carrie bradshaw can call manhattan home she also meets a new friend samantha jones so overall what do you think of this episode I mean, I got giddy to see Samantha Jones. I was excited about getting to see what this relationship was like in its inception. Um, I love that she's Donna LaDonna's cousin. I thought that it was a really fun way to kick off season two. We're also Mm -hmm. seeing a little bit more development with Dorit too and how she has some of those same tendencies as Carrie to kind of like, lash out like get her boyfriend but then she's also a little different because she can walk it back so Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see how the characters are evolving what did you think of it yeah I thought it was pretty good it was a little sometimes the Samantha stuff was a little cheesy I thought you know that it was kind of like I (laughs) but but it was fun it was I enjoyed it Uh, and you feel like they were doing a little bit of a like look look at what we're doing here's how she is and she's yeah yeah like different than the way and somebody would would behave with a minor i think in general even samantha you know would wouldn't be um and there was just it was just a little like cute cute remember all these things remember this remember this and uh but it was still fun i still enjoyed it Uh, and probably my favorite part of the episode was probably more the mouse and Maggie element, I would say was more my favorite. I love mouse. Maggie is still on my nerves, even though I can see her side of things more and I have empathy for Mm -hmm. her. I still like, like even the fact, like when they're at the pool and she's like trying to talk to Sebastian, he's like, please don't. It's like, girl, maybe don't even try and talk to him. Like he's right to think that if things were different, sure, but he doesn't want to getting back to Carrie and I kind of get his perspective. Yeah, I can see that too. And it does feel a little bit uh, unlikely that they mass, they've been friends with Maggie for a long time, right? She's not like a new friend, like Donna or somebody that's kind of new in their group. Uh, and, and so I would think that they would be aware of her financial situation a little bit more than they seem to be. Yeah. I thought that that was very curious. Like it makes sense to me that mouse has a guard up about Maggie, but I think that acting like you don't know what her financial situation or what it's like with her parents, uh, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that the country club would fire her for one person getting wet and it being a peer of hers, unless mouse had said to made them fire her, but I don't know, 
but, uh, but yeah, it was, it's an interesting, it's an interesting episode. It's an interesting start to the season. I was kind of like, eh, on the, um, finale of season one. Yeah. So I would say this is stronger than that. So I was kind of glad they, uh, they started back. Um, you kind of wonder what kind of feedback did they get? Did they, uh, did they think, did they get feedback that they needed more sex in the city? Uh, or, yeah, you know, I just kind of wonder if why that they then now would, where, where there was so little to try to tie into the show previously uh, in season one to now have it be so blatant. With yeah, Samantha. I think that's a really good point. And also that they're bringing other characters to the city for more city adventures. Like this felt yeah. pretty sex in the city. And I don't know if they were like, okay, we got to try and pull that audience. Yeah. Maybe this will get them in. Yeah, I, I, I'd be curious to read, and maybe we should do a, a like a book episode where we read yeah. the, um, the Carrie Diaries book. And so maybe they were like really sticking true to the book. I have no idea. Um, and then now in this season, they could kind of veer off of it more. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm curious as to as to figure out what was the plan of action mm -hmm. and if if the writers changed at all or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, and I think it was the second movie where or the first it was one of the movies where where Samantha says that they met she met Carrie when she was bartending. So that yeah. is true. I know it was somewhere, and I'm pretty sure it was one of the movies. Yes. Yeah. I think it was one of the movies. Cause yeah. yeah. Cause remember we had the whole conversation, like we were surprised that, that Samantha would have been a, a bartender. Yes. And that's why I do think this is fun to get this peek into what her life was like before. And I think this actress is really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like she captured Kim Cattrall pretty well? So it's, I think in the same way that Anna Sophia Robb captures Sarah Jessica Parker, like the cadence isn't quite the same of her voice, but I think that she's embodying her essence and a younger version. So I do think it works. What did you mm -hmm. think about it? Lindsay Gort is her name, is the actress's name. And yeah, she did a pretty good job uh, capturing the essence of uh of samantha was not an easy task no um and it looks like she is still working actress um she uh let's see she was on the show all rise 38 episodes so and then some station 19 um so it looks like she's done some tv movies so keep me busy good for her yeah, she's like, it's always <laughs> amazing to see all these actors working yeah yeah <laughs> uh, okay so it starts with this whole idea that evidently sebastian is a chess whiz <laughs> does that track for you <laughs> i think you know the answer to that question based on the piece that i made did i think that this was actually a fun delightful plot point yes it did not track for me one, because it doesn't seem like his persona, but people are surprising. But two, yeah. don't think we would have seen that if that was like their thing sometimes. Yeah, fun. probably, probably. And evidently he was playing chess with Maggie when this whole kiss thing happened, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he wins with Maggie 
And, uh, and then meanwhile, Carrie is like hardening up, living it up in this apartment over the summer, this huge apartment. I mean, evidently the Rissa is like very wealthy, very well off. Yeah. Uh, yeah and she lets like two high school students stay in her apartment all i I can't believe free i guess they're not even paying after paying anything i mean may i be so cursed yeah it's so bonkers she just goes for it yeah we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Yeah, if anybody wants me to house sit for their Manhattan apartment over the summer, I'm, I'm there. I'm available. Putting that out into the universe yes. that Rachel and I can hang out. All yeah. Yeah. I can work. I can do this podcast from anywhere. So, so, I'll swap maybe. Yeah, I'll be a really good. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a really good uh, house sitter. I promise. Uh, but awesome. yeah, so this is very a very sweet gig. I mean, and the fact that her dad would let her do this, and that also again that she would be allowed into all these clubs, and she would be drinking. She's <laughs> like this what is this mysterious world of 1984 i don't know i mean downing cosmos <laughs> at the club yeah i i mean how much do you think how much does one of those drinks usually go for in uh now yeah is i would like say 15 dollars 20 20 yeah because it could add up when she's drinking i mean <laughs> for, I for a high school student that's not being not paid really, her internship right. is unpaid she, yeah, the internship's unpaid, so even though she's not paying rent, but she does have her dad's credit card. That's true. That's true. I would think he would be very, very, very concerned about all this. Yeah. But uh, but she brings home H and H bagels and locks from Zabar's. Classic. <laughs> That's enough. That wins his heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big locks person. I have to say, it's a little. Sometimes the texture's a little slimy. Oh yeah, but I just love a good bagel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Although. I am not a big fan of the everything bagel. I know a uh, controversial food opinion, but I just don't really like onions that much. And, and like, they're fine when they're caramelized or when they're cooked and they, but when they're raw or when they're like, I just feel like all you taste is the onion and the everything bagel. It's like, I, so I just feel like onion overtakes everything and that's all I taste. So maybe it's just my taste buds, but no, I agree with you. I am not a fan of everything bagel. I'll do wheat. I'll do plain. I'll do blueberry. I'll do rainbow. I'll do like any, any bagel under the sun. But yeah. I don't like an onion bagel or. Yeah. But people bagel. are like intense about everything bagel. Like they like there, you can get a Trader Joe's. They have everything bagel, like seasoning and stuff. Okay. Well, the weird thing I'm is like, I do like that seasoning. <laughs> 
It makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> People are funny, but uh, but I do love a, a, a bagel. Uh, a good New York toasted, City little bit of yeah I think my favorite are uh like get the Asiago cheese with some of the like veggie uh cream yeah, cheese yeah. and then I like um uh like blueberry or cinnamon uh cinnamon raisin with one of those with like a uh a honey walnut or some kind of some kind of sweeter so I like to have one savory bagel one sweet bagel Panera does a great one that's like that honey walnut situation with like a like a crusted cinnamon oh my god I, oh I yeah that's so good. i might go in tomorrow <laughs> yeah you're making me hungry i know <laughs> so i was really glad that we finally learned record guy's name yes <laughs> and then maybe they said it but i, I so i just you kept and calling I had him pick up on it. yeah we just called him record guy <laughs> um his name is miller that's a cute name <laughs> yeah and he seems like a pretty stand-up guy, Miller. He's wonderful when he pops by to see Dorit's dad. And it's yeah. just really sweet. He's a nice person. Mm-hmm. He goes and meets him. He goes to meet the dad because uh, he's like, I've been wanting to do that anyway and get it out on the open. I mean, she does feel really young to be having this kind of like serious relationship. Yeah, I would okay. be very concerned if it was my daughter having this serious of a relationship at what she's 15 yeah it, it does make me feel better though that now he's met the dad yeah it makes it feel like oh this is an actual thing that like he's part of your friend group also mm -hmm. rather than just being like a secret boyfriend yeah yeah well and I, I guess I, I I would encourage if I had a child I would really encourage them to just like group date and not be exclusive uh, when they're in high school, because I just think what's the end goal, right. you know, like, what are they like, hopefully you should be dating for some kind of end goal. And I feel like it's only going to lead to like broken hearts to have these kind of intense relationships in high school. And it should just be kept more fun. And, uh, and I mean, obviously you can make mistakes that will be with you for your whole life. If you're not careful, uh, not and you've got all those, LaDonna. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her warnings. <laughs> yeah. And all these, uh, like intense feelings, uh, can get you into trouble. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know, that would definitely be what I would encourage. Obviously, sometimes you just feel what you feel and then you have to deal with it. But um, certainly I would be concerned if I was this dad with my very young daughter in this very intense relationship that she didn't want to tell you about. I think there's something that is so different than this with the fact that Dorit's mom dies. She doesn't have a lot of people she can connect with. I feel mm -hmm. like their dad is like, oh, at least she's connecting with someone. And not that that's necessarily going to be healthy ongoing, but I think that at least he is or seems to be a good friend to her too. I'm hoping yeah. he doesn't do her dirty. I hope so too. And it, like I said, the, it is good that he, uh, that he took the time to meet with the dad and they seem to get along and he, he wasn't the one telling her to lie or telling her to keep it a secret or anything like that. That was no. all from her. Yeah. So. 
That, and that's and a I'm, really great acting moment that Dord has when he's like, she's like, oh, it's all you bros being all chummy with my dad. And he's like, don't be upset at me for the sake of being upset at me. And you just see her soften. And I love mm-hmm. seeing this other side of Dora. Cause like you said, you, you sort of hate that trope of the angsty mm-hmm. teen. And it's honestly, it's not my favorite either. Yeah. Yeah. I, she can play both well. <laughs> well, yeah. And they even have that whole conversation about her, the Miller and the dad about the fact they like her with less makeup. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of fun. That was cute. Which is then funny that she puts all the makeup back on. <laughs> like, oh, in a way, then who cares what these men think? But I, I go back and forth. But I like that mm-hmm. she can express herself however she feels comfortable. Yeah. Well, and I would think that she would have also had the conversation with Carrie about like, don't tell dad. Like this is, a, she seemed to have never, like Carrie had, she was like, you haven't met Miller yet. Like, Carrie seemed to have no idea that this was a secret. Yeah, I thought it was kind of strange to blame Carrie when it really wasn't Carrie's fault. When she's like, I thought dad no. knew. Yeah. And uh, so we were talking off air that you could definitely see a noticeable difference in Anna Sophia Robb between season one and season two. Uh, she just looked more like a grown up because, in, in, you know, she maybe had a, a growth spurt or there was just a noticeable difference to her appearance in this year. And, uh, and, uh, it made it more believable that people would be serving her and things like that. Then like in the f- first season, I was kind of like, nobody would think that she's 21. I mean, she just did not look that old to me. Uh, and so, uh, in this one, I, this season, I felt like it was more believable. She just looked older. <laughs> yeah. And even getting the haircut, Sort yeah. of a little more sophisticated. And she's still dressing in the same fun, bright, carry way, but it does have a more adult slant to it. Yeah. 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 Um, so then Donna and Sebastian come to visit and to see her and Walt. And uh Sebastian says, I came to see you. And Carrie is still like really bitter about this whole thing with Maggie. Yeah, I I don't know. I get why she's bitter, but like he really, really seems like he's so sorry. Also, just like I'm thrilled to see Donna. I just think I'm delighted by her. Like I want her around all the time. I love mm-hmm. the way she interacts with Walt. She's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, the I don't know. She's she she's catty without being like annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like that there's not a threat, or at least I'm not feeling that they're telegraphing that of her and Sebastian getting back together again. Like they're both like totally not into each other, which I'm interested in their sort of pseudo friendship where like, you know, he gave her a ride because she doesn't take public transportation, which is funny, but he's not at all caught up with her. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they give her a love interest this season, somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Will be. Yeah. And uh, then they have Carrie's purse gets stolen. So there's two clubs. There's this rock club and then there's this uh, like more sleek business kind of club and called area. And uh, she sets her purse down her Carrie purse and it gets taken. And I have to admit, I thought that at the end, they, like the cops were going to show up with her purse or something. Like, I thought that's where it was leading. Yeah. But nope. She's but like, we see you? the glimpse of it at the end. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. When they, when the woman walks in front of the frame with the purse, when Carrie and Sam are walking down the street, you're just like, oh my gosh, there's the Carrie purse, but <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't ever get it back. No, anyway, maybe, get back. maybe she, maybe she will somewhere, somewhere along the line, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you don't set down your, your purse in 1980s New York. That's for sure. In a like crowded area like that. I didn't even realize it was happening. Like it happens so bad. Yeah. How it happens. Well, yeah, because they don't actually show it happening. It's yeah. just she just looks down, her bag's gone. Her purse is gone. So well, that's super I put my bag on the floor too many times. Yeah. It is so, sad because it was her mom's bag. And then it was also special because it was the interview yeah. bag that she she made. So that was that was too bad. Uh, and you know, it's such a it's such a violation when you when you have something like that happen. Yeah. And now like a lot of people will carry a credit card on their phone and not have their phone in their purse or, you know, I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. your phone, is in your purse. but I think it was so much vulnerability of, I don't have any money. I don't have any keys. She doesn't have a cell phone, but like, she has no way to basically like get around. She has to walk 40 blocks in her heels. And it's just yeah, the bummer. She's also Carrie, do not be out by yourself yeah. at this age. Please don't. No. Yeah, it, it can be it can be scary. And you certainly want, you wouldn't want to be like in clubs and stuff. Like you want to be, if you are going to be alone, even now as like a 40-year-old woman, like I, 40-year-old woman, I wouldn't want to be in a lot of places completely alone at night in New York City. Yeah, it it's also that she is someone who she's tiny and she's drinking. So I really want her to be careful. Like, like, you know, just having to, like Walt is the perfect buddy. I'm not saying you have to have a whole squad when you go out, but just having someone who you trust to, you know, is such a good friend, I think is so important. Yeah. 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 And so then we have uh, the, this rock and roll bar. Uh, they say uh, Rick Osick from the cars is there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, and then we have mouse and West on a date. Maggie's the waitress and mouse is pretty rude to her. Um, and, uh, but yeah, she's, she seems to not be aware of the fact that Maggie would need to have a job that her family's not as well off. This seems to be new information. Uh, mouse ends up getting thrown into the pool and uh, and so then she ends up maggie gets fired the her falling into the pool was a great comedic moment for mouse mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean that's such like a a classic like you know if there's a wide shot with a pool someone's gonna get thrown into the pool <laughs> yep on your bingo card yes <laughs> um we also have carrie drinking her first long island iced tea in this scene i don't drink anymore but i have had a long island iced tea and it's uh you have to be careful with these ones i i would think i've never drank before i i'm never going to but um i would think you'd have to be especially careful with these drinks that taste like other stuff because then you you don't realize that you're like getting so so sloshed 
Oh, that's, I mean, I think that's what's so dangerous about the kind of drinks that Carrie likes. Cause I was never a big wine or beer person uh, because I don't really like the taste of alcohol, but it's yeah. like something like an espresso martini. I loved because it's sweet and you know, it, it tastes like, you know, espresso flavored ice cream. So mm-hmm. then you, they're dangerous. So yeah. she, her downing a Long Island iced tea, probably not the best choice. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. That's the one, the only reason I know about Long Island iced tea. Well, not the only reason, but uh, there's a, a pretty famous episode of the Simpsons where Marge gets hooked on Long Island. Iced oh my tea. God. <laughs> I don't even know what liquors they put in there, but it's a lot of different ones. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's so funny to me that Carrie, it makes sense because she's in the city, but like I remember being like 22 or 23 and starting to drink alcohol with like a Smirnoff ice, which is very like low alcohol content, but Carrie's going straight in. Yeah. So the episode with Marge is, uh, for the Simpsons fans, it's, uh, it's called, um, it's called Questo's Long Island iced tea. It's episode, um, uh, it's at season 12, episode seven. Uh, so if, uh, if people want to check that out, it's a good does one. She, does she get into a lot of antics when she's? Yeah, yeah. She gets uh, super, um, she has to, I think she goes to treatment at the end. It's been a while since I saw it. But anyway, you can even look online. There's recipes for the Questo's Long Island iced tea. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good episode. And you don't often see the episodes where Marge is sort of more, um, a lot of times she's kind of just more the nag. So this is one where she kind of needs Homer more and is more of a flawed character. So it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good one. Drinking a lot of iced tea will do that to you. Yeah, (laughs) probably. (laughs) Uh And so then we also have a, a conversation between Walt and Sebastian Sebastian says, I was trying to make Maggie feel better, uh, and him telling her that Walt was gay. She was trying, he was trying to say like, it's not your fault. And, and then Walt says, well, how did you know? And Sebastian says, I always kind of knew. And then Walt says, you were okay with it. And he says, of course, why wouldn't I be? I love this scene. I I just thought it was wonderful the way these two guys handled it. Like, I actually really appreciated that Walt gave Sebastian some space and wasn't just kind of angry. Now, if he would have been angry, I also would have held space for that too. But he knows that Sebastian's intention was completely pure. He wasn't mm-hmm. trying to bad mouth. He was truly trying to make Maggie feel better. And yes, Sebastian's reaction is just amazing. Like, oh yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Bye. Yeah. And uh, fortunately there were people who were accepting it, you know, at the time, uh, there, but there also current, certainly weren't, or, I mean, they're still to this day, there's people that yeah. aren't accepting. Um, and, uh, so it, it must just be a relief to find out, even though it doesn't seem like Walt and Sebastian are that good of friends, but I would think at this point, any ally is an ally and it would be a relief to know that there's one more person out there who's fine with it. Yeah. Especially someone who is quite popular and well-connected. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then we have this whole scene where, 
they Samantha decides to help Carrie get into her into this apartment. Now, I think that in reality, this apartment is so large, it would without a doubt have a doorman. And the doorman at this point would know Carrie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so they wouldn't have to do this. But it was fun. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, I think that it, it is such a nice building or it's a nice apartment. So I'm assuming uh, and, and yeah, they would have, Larissa would have introduced Carrie before and they would know she was staying there. Yeah, I, I'm confused, but it's fun. Like when I was visiting my friend in New York this last time I was staying with her, by the end, like the doorman kind of knew me after a week of staying there, like was, you know, was aware that I was staying with the, you know, with the Jensen's and, and he, he knew. Uh, and so I certainly, if you were there the entire summer, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And this, like I said, it's such a big apartment that there's no way you wouldn't have a doorman. Cause even like not that nice of places have a doorman. Yeah, Carrie's, I mean, Larissa's apartment is unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't understand why the the fire escape was so low. I mean, like it didn't go down all the way to I guess it was so high. Why was the fire escape so high? Oh, wouldn't they want it to be safer? Yeah, because it has to go all. Yeah, I mean, I I guess they're assuming that when you're like you're going all the way down, and then like the last one, you just kind of like have someone there to help you. I don't know. I would think for safety, you would need it to go all the way down to the ground or close at least. But anyway, there's this whole thing. Of course, Samantha's not wearing underwear. Why would she be? Yeah. I would just think for your own comfort. <laughs> it's it's just such a Samantha Jones move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we have Maggie getting fired, and then she tells Mouse about that she's not gonna be able to go to college, that her family can't afford it. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. This says, uh, says when you own things, you can be owned. So that's why she doesn't like to have a lot of stuff, a lot of clutter. Yeah, I actually thought there was some powerful stuff in here about the lesson of like, kind of hold on tightly, let go lightly of like, yeah, you know, your mom isn't the purse. I understand why it's sentimental to you, but let it go. Mm -hmm. And there, there is a beauty and power in that. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely hard because you have, sentimental value with things and you want to you know you want to have things special but but it also 
that the memories are, you know, more important, obviously, than yeah. you know, it's a good lesson for a, a young girl to to learn. But darn, it's a nice yeah. bag. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then Mouse uh, and Maggie basically make up and they watch, I think it was fireworks or something. And they say that, uh, and they say, she's not an employee. She's my friend. I will say this, this touched me when they're sitting on those chairs together and Mouse has her arms around Maggie. And yeah, it, it yeah. was a sweet moment. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, it, it should still be kept in perspective. <laughs> like she didn't murder someone or that like, right. I, penance seemed, I think she had, she had made penance <laughs> enough. Yeah. For Mouse, who's not, a, she didn't even do anything to her. And also Carrie said to Mouse, you don't need to do that for me. Like mm-hmm. if Carrie right. wants to feel a certain kind of way about that, let Carrie feel that way. But this isn't Mouse's fight mm-hmm. to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Samantha comes and asks to stay in the apartment with them. So I laughed at, you know, when she told this guy was stealing um, and I was crashing with him. So I, it's like, oh, Samantha, she has so many antics. Yeah. I mean, I would think that she, 1984, she's got to be concerned at that time about AIDS. Yeah. And uh, I mean, living her, living this lifestyle was very risky in 1984 in New York City. Something that I remember from Samantha, like in Sex in the City, is she's one of the few characters, even on TV in general, that talks about like safe sex, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting. Like, I, so I wonder if it's something. Like, I wonder what we'll see about that throughout Carrie Diaries, or if they won't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think how could you not talk about it? But then again, they they never really talked about nine eleven. So in Sex and the City, so who knows. I mean, they yeah. had the dedication to the people in New York in the one episode, but they never really discussed the fallout or, or any of that kind of stuff on the show. Yeah. Looking back at that, I do think it was probably the right move in how they did the dedication. And like, it was a very like beautiful episode that was a tribute to New York, but like you were pointing out about the style of the show, like this, you know, 22, 24 minute comedy. Yeah. I, I don't think they probably could have given it the gravity that it deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they had this in this show, they have, you know, 40, 42 minutes. So they have double the time to focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't see how it could not have come up, especially with you having a gay character. I, yeah. they've got to address it. I think so too. But we'll see. we'll see, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, but anyway, so this episode was pretty, pretty good, pretty fun. Uh, I would give it, I think, an eight, eight out of ten. Yeah, I would too. I was really excited to meet Samantha. And even though I definitely see what you mean about it feels a little bit playing at it, it's still just fun to see Carrie yeah. and Samantha yeah. um, being friends with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and since they didn't really carry anything over uh, from the show into this, like you know she had her high school boyfriend in the show, and he's right. not on here, things like that. Um, 
that uh, it's it was fun it was fun to see so uh would you give an eight as well yeah 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 well let us know if you're listening what you think of this episode and season two we'd love to hear your thoughts and you can find us at city girls pod on twitter and also uh, at uh, homework's pod and homework's podcast make sure you check that out and where can people find you jack jacqueline c tweets on twitter and jacqueline collier on instagram right and uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. So please take a look at that. You can get City Girls Pod merch if you want. And uh, we appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. <laughs>